Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. What's going on? Welcome into the podcast, folks, as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. Once again, with Tony Morrow here on Plan with the Tax Man. I'm your co-host, Mark, riding alongside with Tony as we have these uh, conversations often on our show. We hope that you enjoy it and find a useful nugget of information. And Tony, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I am great. Just finished up uh, with some work here this morning, and uh, it all's good. All's good. Well, that's groovy. Well, listen, at the time we're taping this, I wanted to ask you a little history lesson to kick things off. Do you know what today is? It is October the 19th. I'll give you a hint. It was a big deal in the market about 30-some-odd years ago. Yes, yes, it was Black Monday. <laughs> that's right. Good job. Very good job. Um, is it still considered the single biggest uh, downturn in one day in, in history at 22%? Yeah, you know, I believe it is as yeah. of today. And I remember where I was. I was just getting out of college. Oh, okay. Right. And, you know, starting my career. And I remember were you, were you already the in the financial? Was coming to an end. Were you already in the financial? That was where you were headed at coming out of college, was the financial exactly. services? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big deal. I don't know if you've ever seen Wolf of Wall Street, but uh, oh, yeah. That guy uh, talked about how he became a stockbroker like that day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, he realized that he needed to make some changes. Of course, that's a very different change there on that movie. But but uh, moving on from that, but I was curious. I, oh, here's what I thought was funny about it. Obviously, it wasn't funny at the time, but in retrospect, it dropped 500 points, which equated to about 22 some odd percent. And this was an 87. 500 points today, Tony, is like 2%. It's nothing. Yeah. You and, know? and the market, you know, where it's at today right now, anyway, is just over 27,000 uh-huh. on the Dow. And, you know, the weird part is, and there's been all kinds of studies done. And if you go back and look at them, it's interesting to see how much has happened even since that day. I mean, obviously we're at, we're at where we're at today, but how about in between, you know, all the the big drops, the 0809, you know, financial market collapse and, you know, um, everything, you know, the, the little wars, you know, and things like that, you know, and when you look at it in the big picture and you look at some of the studies that if, when you really try to break it down of missing like so many of the best days in the market, uh-huh. what that does to your return over right. a 20, 30 year period. It's incredible. Yeah. Which, you know, goes to show for those of us with a long-term time horizon, you know, the market is still, you know, the place to be. Yeah. Well, I think that was the key word though, the long-term time horizon, right? Yes. So as your time horizon shortens, you have to be willing to take some things off the table and adjust your risk factor so that you are not wagering, if you will, too much of your retirement chasing some returns in the market. Because yeah, I mean, it is still doing this thing where it's still, you know, rocking right along. And if you want an interesting, fun perspective to think about this, I believe the Dow was somewhere in the 6,000 total point range at that time, which is why 500 points was a big deal. Um, for interesting perspective for this current market, if it dropped 22%, it would be about 6,000 points. (laughs) It would be everything. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? Which would have been the whole market back then. So we've come a long way. And to your point about 08, 09, I want to say the market was down around eight. Dow was down around what? Seven or 8,000 at that point. Right. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So 20,000 points in 10 years. Crazy. It really, it's crazy. And you know, it's, it's crazy how the world economy has expanded yeah. you know, it, it, and all the technology that it's exploded. I mean, I remember 30 years ago, none of us, 
I didn't, you know, have phones. We didn't have <laughs> all the, you know, I didn't have a computer. Well, you might've had a bag phone. Remember those? Yeah. Yeah. The bag phone. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, it's just crazy. You know how far we've come and, and, you know, to the point of where we're at today, you know, eventually we're going to have a slowdown just yep. like we always do. Yep. Nobody really knows when it's coming. There's going to be signs and things like that, but you know, we, we have to be prepared for that, that it isn't just always an upward spiral yeah. over time. It generally, you know, the, the arrow points up. It would be nice if it was, but it isn't. And so, yeah, to that point, we're going to talk about how to live a retirement with hopefully without regret. You know, all of us, you know, have decisions and things we've done in life that we certainly regret. That comes with the territory of being human. But on today's show, we're going to explore some areas where hopefully we can avoid doing that, uh, living with that without regret in retirement. So first thing is don't make any sudden decisions. So you could tie this to the market if you want to. If it's a good idea, you know, like this week, my dad used to tell me that it's going to be a good idea in a couple of weeks. Take the time to think it through, smell the roses, you know, whatever you want to say, but take some time to make sure that the decision you're going to make is not sudden just because, you know, you think it's going to be the thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, we, when we meet with people and we talk about this and we have a lot of them come in this time of year, you know, toward the end. In fact, I just met with a couple who've been tax clients forever. They're uh, 59 and 60, you know, they're, they're already starting to think about it, which is good. I mean, it, and that's what you want to do, you know, think about it, take some time before maybe it happens uh, or you want it to happen and right. just kind of, uh, you know, think there's a lot of things to think about, you know, what, what you want to do. Do you want to work a little bit? Do you want to travel, you know? And, and then of course we got to get into what we talked about last time, you know, is, is how much income am I going to need when I go do that? And, you know, you don't need to rush because it's going to come and it's going to come on its own. And you definitely want to have a plan before you just all hit you at once. Cause then it's, it's just too stressful. Exactly. You know, and I actually, I think that hitting you all at once, I think that's a good point. Take some time to think about not only just making sudden decisions for like an investment, Tony, but also just the transitional process of going yes. from working to being retired. Cause I mean, I think a lot of us have this kind of, I don't know, flowery kind of, Hey, we're switching from, you know, working to being retirement. That's going to be awesome. And it kind yes. and it is, but there's also some challenges, right? Cause there's sometimes you go, well, now what do I do? <laughs> well, it is. And our retirees say that it's weird because they don't feel like they're part of the, of, you know, the grind anymore. The world, you know, is, is kind of, going on without them when they stop. And so they've got to fill some of their time with something that might be work, that might be other things, but they've got to feel like, you know, they've got a purpose and importance. And then two is, you know, and I, I already see it in my own parents a little bit is, you know, the physical machine, the body, you know, is not quite as yeah, uh, able yeah. to do things as it used to be able to do. And that's, and, and so that's a frustration too on, on us. You know, we're learning that too. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, so I think that, you know, and uh, my dad who just turned 78, you know, he's out golfing and you always visualize them and you always, I think we all visualize ourselves as well. We'll never be like that, but you know, I could, I could see he slows down a bit, but it's because, you know, he's, he's 78 and his body just isn't what it used to be. No, I completely agree with you. I do. I mean, I'm 48 and I do, you know, sometimes I'll go, when did that happen? 
Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, you don't look in, I think a lot of us, you know, no matter what our age are, uh, you know, we all have aches and pains and things of that nature. But I think if we're not looking in the mirror and we're out doing something and we're feeling good and being active, you'd be hard pressed to get anybody to say, yeah, I, I feel like I'm 25 or whatever. But then there's, you know, you'll, reality sets in. And so you, you just be prepared to, you know, get into retirement to avoid some regret. Don't make those sudden rash decisions. Think some things through. And hopefully you have because you've, you've got a plan in place. You've been working towards this and that's not going to pop up. Let's go to number two. As I mentioned, investments. Don't jump into investments that you don't understand. When you get to retirement, you're going to be a lot of people sniffing around saying, hey, you know, I've got this great thing for you, blah, 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 blah. We'll make a joke and say Bitcoin, for example, right? Don't yeah. just jump into an investment you don't understand when you're a pre-retiree or retiree, and that will hopefully help you avoid some potential regret. Exactly right. Our retirees, I always tell them, you know, they people will call you and you'll get so many calls for all kinds of things. Mailers, Most of the time it's, yeah. you know, to uh, whether it's to buy something they, you know, they think you need or invest in something that sounds, you know, generally too good to be true. But this is the exact time where, and, and even I think Warren Buffett still says that, you know, don't buy things and invest in things that, you know, you don't know about. This would be the last time, you know, that you'd want to be taking tons and tons of risk on, and especially investing in things that you have never heard of and anything else, even buying things you've never heard of before you at least you either talk to a family member or in the case of maybe, you know, the investment world, your financial advisor, attorney, accountant, somebody to get some info before you jump into something like that, because it really could be financially, you know, devastating. And you, there's just not going to be time to make that up if you take a big loss. Yeah, exactly. And those kinds of things are going to be all around, as we mentioned. So when it comes to thinking about investments, again, see rule number one that we just said, don't make sudden decisions. So have a conversation about an investment. If something is piquing your interest, then that, that's okay. But definitely talk with your advisor about it before you take some action, as we always say on the program. And of course, if you're working with Tony already, then you know to give him a call at 844-707-7381. If you're not, well, give him a call at 844-707-7381. But just don't jump into those investments. Remember the old sayings, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, probably is. And just take a little bit of time to make sure it's right for you. And we kind of mentioned a little bit with the speculative thing. If it's, you know, if you want to stay in the market and you're trying to outpace inflation and you've got a little fun money, so to speak, that you're trying to do some investing with, then maybe that's something where you apply that. But again, it's a good idea to run that past your advisor. And if you really want to, you know, for example, Bitcoin, then it's something that you, you can afford to lose should it not be the right investment for you. And really, it ties in, Tony, to just, again, what I just said, working with a professional. For most of us, if we're hitting retirement and we're planning our own retirement, this would be the only one we're ever going to do because we don't do this every day, unlike you. That's right. You know, and, and this isn't, uh, you know, the dress rehearsal, as we tell people. <laughs> right. And, right. you know, so you, you don't want to mess it up too badly, not only for yourself, but also for your heirs, you know, depending on if that's important to you. But I think retirement introduces a lot of things that we don't have through our savings years, you know, because a lot of times people will invest in their 401k, some other investments and just keep investing. And that's great because they're going to grow their nest egg. And now at the end, it's like, okay, how do I not only live on this, but live on this the most tax efficient way? And, you know, they all say the same thing, you know, by the way, I don't want to run out of money and I want to leave so much to my kids. So there's a lot of questions, you know, that need to be dealt with and, you know, gone through. So I think it's worth 
the time and the money that you're going to spend with you know an advisor to make sure that you know you at least get your goals in place and that they're followed. So, and nothing else, being able to hold you accountable. That's a great point right there. Being able to be held accountable. And again, you know, sometimes when we're talking with people or we're doing the show, part of the reason we do it is to hopefully educate you and entertain you, give you some things to think about. But think about the accountability factor of, let's say, working out. Let's say you've had, even as a retiree or pre-retiree, you know, you're, you're going to the gym or maybe you've got a, a walking buddy. You know, maybe you're, there's somebody you're going walking with and you don't want to let them down or they're holding you accountable. What's well, the same kind of thing when working with a financial coach or a financial professional like Tony Morrow? It's because they're there to kind of say, at the end of the day, it's still your money, right, Tony? But you're there to say, I, this is maybe not a good idea or maybe this is a good idea. Exactly. You know, and you know, we tell them, and I, I think some people have the misconception that if they work with a financial advisor in particular, the advisor, you know, has to be responsible or they have to turn over their the investment portion to that advisor. Right. Not all advisors work that way. You know, some of us, if you don't want that, you know, you just come in just like you would as a tax client and we, uh, you know, meet certain times of the year. We have a, a plan. We, we stick to the plan. We monitor the plan and, and you've got to, then you've got to take care of the other part yourself, but you do want to have somebody there to be able to bounce things off of. And, and yes, there is a fee, you know, that's the other thing, you know, that could be a whole topic on its own is about that kind of thing, but it's no different than paying your tax accountant or your attorney, as long as you know what it is and you feel like you're getting a great value for it is, is the key. Exactly. So working with a professional, getting an actual plan for retirement, that's really a final piece for how to hopefully get to and through retirement without regret, because there are so many moving parts, as we mentioned, whether you're trying to do it yourself, whether you have this kind of preconceived notion that an advisor is going to kind of, you know, put you on some sort of restrictive lockdown, you know, type of thing or whatever. That's what the plan's there to do. It's to show you it's a roadmap, if you will. I mean, think about nowadays, right, Tony? If you jump in the car and you're going to drive to, well, you just went on your trip to Arizona. So let's say you drove. Mm -hmm. You probably flew, but <laughs> let's just say you drove. Yeah. If you drove, you're going to put in your coordinates to where you're going to put in the address to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And your GPS is going to help you get there. Now, if you choose to stop at McDonald's or pull into a gas station or turn off a little bit here and there, it lets you do it, right? It just says when you can, you know, do this, this, and this to get back on track. Same kind of idea with an actual plan. It is. And if you, you know, are going at it yourself and you don't get back on track, again, as we've said before, you know, bad things you know, can happen and you don't have that time to recover like you did when you were 25 or 35 or whatnot. And a lot of people can't see it when they get off track either. You know, they, they just tend to get off track and then they kind of drift. And, you know, if they don't have family around to bounce things off of or, or somebody, you know, they, they just kind of go down that, that black hole and not that, that all of a sudden that's it, you know, it's done, but, you know, life can get out of control quickly. Yeah, I mean, even when you're 78, 80 years old. Oh, yeah, exactly. And having, again, having that plan, I think that's a really good way for a lot of folks if you want to think about it. It's just a simple roadmap, uh, you know, the classic maps that we used to actually use and get from a gas station or whatever. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's just a roadmap to help kind of uh, get us to and through 
our retirement destination. And then uh, if you veer off a little bit here and there, well, then you, you've got the plan to help you know get you back on track. And of course, you've got that financial coach in your corner and all those pieces kind of pull together. So as always, that is a great way to look at things. So when you're checking out our podcast and you're listening to that, uh, we try to give you these useful nuggets of ideas, things to think about, and just kind of you know educate you along the way on those things that you're just not familiar with because Again, we don't do this every day, you know, so this will be usually for most of us, it's our only retirement, unless you're Brett Favre. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, it's going to be the only one we kind of do. So, all right, well, that's good. So there you go, folks. So that's our topic this week. Let's finish off with an email question before we say goodbye. And again, if you would like to submit your own email questions or you want to reach out to Tony, go to yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. Check out Tony and his website and his team. And I also submit a question to the show. All right, here we go. It is from Annie. And Annie says, Tony, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but most of my 401k is invested in company stock. Is that bad? Question mark, question mark. Yes. And the answer <laughs> is the resounding yes. Yeah. That is bad, in my opinion. And you know, she, if she was here talking with us, she'd say, well, well why? Why? Okay. Well, you know, the biggest reason is, is let's think about it. What happens First of all, you know, you're not diversified. And what happens, God forbid, that, you know, the company were to go under? You know, that's the worst. You lose all your money. You know, you have no more, you have no more retirement. It could be that bad. But that's probably not going to happen. But what could happen is, is, let's say your company, you know, you keep investing in their stock, but it's, it's a company that is, for whatever reason, not growing. Stock price hasn't grown. 20, 30 years go by. And your money hasn't grown. Okay. And so you've got all those eggs, you know, you've all heard the saying in that basket and you're sitting there now almost ready to retire and you've had no growth or very little growth. That's probably not a good idea. So we try to tell people to, yes, you can and should invest in some of your company stock for sure, but there's certainly other options in your 401k. And so you need to diversify a little bit and get some other things going in there. Usually it's it's a basket of mutual funds that are in those things. And you need to pick out some funds based on your appetite for risk and growth and your age and some other things. And the bad thing about the 401ks as far as through the company has nothing to do with them as a program. But generally, if you go to HR, they're going to say, ah, you need to talk to your advisor or you know your tax advisor. We, we're not giving any advice on this. Right. Yeah. That's to protect themselves, you know, legally. And whatnot. So you do need to ask your advisor on, you know, your 401k because it's a big part of your retirement. Okay, so let's let's stick with this question for a second, see if we can dive into this. Just a few more places. So mm -hmm. she doesn't tell us exactly. She says most. So we yeah. don't know exactly what most is. Right. But let's say what's a good number? Let's say is it ten percent? Is it, you know, any one asset or any one investment? No more than ten percent? Let's say she's got forty, you know. Should we try to pair that? Should she work on trying to sell that off? Or like, what's some things to think about to reduce that? So if I were talking with her and she was asking me, I would, you know, take a look at, first of all, you know, how old she is okay. and, you know, what her appetite for risk is, what the company's done in the past, you know, is, is it a growing company or not? Maybe it's a mature company just kind of, you know, doing very well, but the you know stock price may not be, you know, going anywhere per se. Right. But in the 401k, I, I like the fact that I, I, if it were me, have more diversification. I think 40 is too much if it were 40. Right, right. I, I'm I would, just guessing. I would right. assume you know, nothing more than about 10, 15%. Okay. You can always change it and move it around. 
but I would rather have my money with a you know a mutual fund that has you know great management and they're out and and they've got all kinds of potential investments in their portfolio. Now, the trade-off there is if my company were to go through the roof and their, and their price goes through the roof, then yeah, I don't capture some of that. But for me, the trade-off is I, I'd much rather have a little bit less in potential returns and, and be diversified. Yeah. You know, so I'm, okay. I'm not quite so uh, worried about that. Okay. And for some people, Tony, they do get like, I guess, uh, promotions or bonuses or whatever, where it is like company stock. And if you don't want to be overly weighted, are there some things that we can do to like convert that or or sell that off? Or how do we go about that? Some things like that, just general, I I realize, but. Yeah. You know, and and we have a lot of people that get paid in stock options, you know, they they hold these options for a while and then the stock price does go up and we tell them yes, definitely convert it, and you know, of course, sell it. And and there may be if it's outside the four hundred and one k, there might be some tax implications as well. But you know, overall, we tell them you don't want to get you know fifty, sixty, seventy percent of of a lot of your retirement money wrapped up in this in this company. So even though you may have to, if it's on a taxable level, take a tax hit a little bit. Better off to do it now and to diversify. Yeah. Okay. Well, Annie, great question. Thank you so much for submitting that in. Hopefully that helps. Definitely give your advisor a chat about this or call Tony. Get a second opinion at uh, Tony Morrow's office there, Tax Doctor Inc. in Des Moines. He serves the central Iowa area. And of course, as always, you can go to the website like you did, but you can also go there for various different things. You can subscribe to the podcast on different platforms. You can also just give him a call, 844-707-7381. He's been doing this for more than 23 years, so a great resource for you and all of our listeners. So, folks, thanks again, once again, for being here on the program. If you have not subscribed to the show, please do so at Apple or Google or Spotify. Share this with friends or family on social media and spread the word a little bit, and hopefully you find it helpful along the way to a plan with the tax man. And Tony, thanks for your time, my friend. I will see you soon. I hope that you have, the holidays are almost upon us, so. I know it. It's crazy, so I hope that you have a good one, and, and we'll talk soon. All right, sounds good. Take care. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you later, folks, here on Plan with Taxman. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through Avantax Insurance Agency.